Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to the Early Edge Super Bowl 58 Mega Preview Part 2. Apologize for the delayed start. We're in a rainstorm. We're live outside the Bellagio. It is so great to be here with you, RJ and Mike and everyone in the Early Edge crew. Let's get right to it because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, they're using this set uh, for a lot of other shows and we're going to have more Super Bowl programming throughout the week. And now it's great to see you guys. I have two questions. Uh, um, has anything changed in terms of your position on the side? I'm going to start with you, RJ, given that we're less than a week out. And number two, when structuring your Super Bowl sheet and all the various picks, are they all following one script? Or are you kind of hedging and having a few 49ers plays over just in case the Chiefs don't come through? Nothing's changed on the side. Uh, I still like the Chiefs. You can find it at two and a half right now. Um, and that's what I would do if I could play that. Um, and then in terms of structuring, it's really just looking for value here and there. I mean, they typically follow a similar script, but it's not like I sit down and say, I expect it to go this exact way with Isaiah Pacheco getting 20 carries for 75 yards and backfilling from there. You know, it's just looking for the value on the things I think are most likely to happen. Mike, how about you? Yeah, no changes on the side. Uh, still like Kansas City. Played it at two. Like it's still at two and a half. Um, in terms of game script and everything like that, so a lot of you know I like to play a lot of DFS. That is where I will be building for different game scripts. I'll have 200 lineups total, 100 on each of the two sites. Uh, but in terms of the betting volume, it'll be essentially betting for the game script that the computer likes that I like. Uh, I don't recommend trying to get in and hedge a ton of different ways uh, when betting in those markets. So I, I think DFS is much better suited for building for multiple game scripts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also still on the Kansas city chiefs. And one stat that I saw today that, that really jumped out at me is that San Francisco defense, when Hafanga, the all pro safety went out in week 11, since then they are the number 23 defense in EPA per play. And up until then they had been the number five defense in EPA per play. So I feel good about this chiefs offense, a little bit rejuvenated, uh, having a lot of success against the 49ers um, guys. I want to get in to some of the new plays that we have for this show. Again, we already had Super Bowl Best Bets Part 1. This is Part 2. There likely will be another before we get to it. So, RJ, I'm going to come right back to you uh, for the new bets that you have on the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, well, we'll start with uh, a total. I like the 49ers to go under their team total of 24 and a half. Now it's at minus 125. I can see Brock Purdy struggling against the Steve Spagnuolo defense, having less success than he did versus a vulnerable Detroit pass defense. Kansas City's defense allowed seven and 10 points to two other t- offenses that are in the top five of points for, per drive uh, in their, their recent playoff stretch, which is where the 49ers are number one. So they can have success shutting down typically offenses that are good at scoring, you know, hi- highly on points per drive. Kansas City's defense also has allowed more than 24 points just once all year. Uh, so I don't know if this stage is too big for Brock Purdy. If it's too big for the rookie kicker, Jake Moody, uh, for, for the 49ers, we've seen him struggle with some kicks here and there. I could see the 49ers topping out at 24 at best. So um, I think this total is going to stay under for the 49ers. I love that play. And Mikey, I know that you have a fresh play on the Super Bowl, and then I'm going to come back to RJ for the rest of the plays. But Mikey, let's hear yours. Yeah, I've added Christian McCaffrey receiving yards. Uh, I think the number is pretty friendly right now. You can find this 33 and a half at minus 110. Uh, I have the number all the way up to 44 for Christian McCaffrey. So you don't typically love to invest heavily in running back receiving props just because they're so game script dependent. However, he is very clearly the most talented player on the football field at the skill positions. You know, you've got Mahomes on the other side, obviously, but talking running backs, tight ends, receivers, Christian McCaffrey is by far the best player on the field. And easily the biggest mismatch in the game here is going to be Kansas City's linebacking core trying to contain Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. So I think Brock Purdy looks to him early and often. I think Kyle Shanahan schemes ways to put the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands. Where I think Kansas City is going to struggle is simply wrapping him up. He's very difficult to tackle. Uh, He's been one of the better running backs in in terms of yards after contact. Kansas City, that's the one vulnerability, really, is they have struggled quite a bit in terms of giving up yard after contact. So I think this number is too low for McCaffrey. I think he gets there in many different scenarios, but I do believe in this matchup it's low enough that we can hit 33 and a half, 34 receiving yards and just two receptions here. I think the number will ultimately be as many as as five receptions of basically the median outcome. Uh, But I I love the receiving yardage here over. Mike, I love that play because like you said, the Chiefs have struggled defending those running backs uh, coming out of the backfield. And guys, we have four more official new plays to give out. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Well, one of the two that I am on that we haven't discussed yet on this show is Noah Gray over 11 and a half yards. We know that Travis Kelsey is going to get a ton of targets, and we know Rasheed Rice is going to get a ton of targets. But after that, who does Patrick Mahomes trust? Well, Noah Gray, he's only dropped one pass all season. He was targeted five times in the AFC title game. And in fact, if you look at the 18 games that he played with Patrick Mahomes, he has gone over this number, 11 and a half receiving yards. 
He's gone over it 12 times. So I really love this, especially because how good a receiver he is in terms of catching the ball. And we know all the issues the Chiefs have had. And basically, all the guys who dropped the ball, they're no longer a part of this offense. So that's my play. Noah Gray over 11 and a half. RJ, I'm going to throw it right back to you for your second official play of this show. Yeah, Noah Gray's a nice obscure player to play a re- receiving prop on. Well, how about Kyle Juicecheck to go over three and a half receiving <laughs> yards at minus 120? He had two receptions for 33 yards in the AFC Championship game or NFC Championship game. He had three receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown in the previous Super Bowl against the Chiefs. He's a big game player. They will get him involved in this game. The market expects him to be involved. They expect him to catch at least one pass at minus 160 uh, for the over half of reception for him. So if he's catching a pass, it's going to go for four yards. 15 of his 16 receptions this year went for four plus yards. And the other one was a one yard touchdown. So he didn't have four yards. He could have went. So um, very successful as a receiver. They'll find a way to isolate him in coverage and, and, you know, hopefully he can muscle through, maybe even get a touchdown for in the red zone for them. So I like him to go over three and a half receiving yards at minus 120. I like that play a lot, RJ. And and we're going to get to Brock Purdy. One thing I just talked about on CBS Sports HQ was Brock Purdy under 37 and a half for his longest reception. And I want to see where you guys fall out on that. The Chiefs give up the fewest explosives in the entire league because of those two corners that they have. And I know that the San Francisco basically led the league in explosive. But if you really look back, they were doing it against the bad defenses like the Detroit Lions, who had a cornerback bounce a pass off his face mask for a 51-yard uh, reception for Brandon Ayuk last week. So one play I will be on is Brock Purdy under longest reception. RJ, you have a Brock Purdy play. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, I'm going to go Brock Purdy under one and a half passing touchdowns. You can find this at even odds plus 100, which I think is very good value. He had multiple touchdowns on nine of 16 games in the regular season, but in neither playoff game, despite playing in negative game scripts there in, in a situation where you think he would throw for multiple touchdowns, just did not do it. So I think they're going to get a little bit more conservative near the goal line. Maybe he, he's not going to try to make too many mistakes in on this big stage. Then you look at this defense he's facing. This Kansas City defense has allowed multiple pass touchdowns only four times all year to four different quarterbacks and none since week 13. It's been over two months since they've allowed multiple pass touchdowns in a game, and they've faced a string of very good offenses, teams like the Dolphins and the Bills and and, and teams like that during that stretch. So I think this is a very good uh, setup here to get a very good value on plus 100 to go Brock Purdy under one and a half passing touchdowns here. I like that a lot. Mikey, MVS, longest reception over 13 and a half. That's a question from the chat. Where do you stand on that? Uh, I'm definitely not playing the under on it. I can tell you that. I think that uh, MVS is very interesting here uh, for a number of reasons, really. We know that they definitely wanted to take the limited deep shots that they do take down the field have typically gone his way. Uh, And then looking at last week, I'm going to pull up some data here. When I'm looking at it, I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, MVS actually led the way in terms of routes run last week. He ran more routes than Rasheed Rice. I know Rice pulled himself out of the game for a second there, but that's pretty encouraging. He ran a route on 44 of 46 dropbacks from Patrick Mahomes. Nicole Hardman is essentially all but that that experiment's essentially over. He played just one offensive snap, ran one route uh, in that last game. So I like MVS. I think he's very clearly wide receiver two after Rasheed Rice and definitely the deep threat. So I I do lean over 13 and a half on his longest reception. 
And it's so interesting the way that route tree or excuse me, the receiving distribution has gone along with the Chiefs where you don't see guys like Sky Moore and Ross and Tony and Hardman even mentioned. And and I think, you know, maybe they get an end around or a sweep or something, but basically they're throwing to the guys that he trusts. And MBS and Watson are the deep guys and Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey are the short guys, which takes me to my other official play for this show, Rasheed Rice first catch under nine and a half receptions. Um, you know, the, the 49ers are going to play a lot, a lot of zone and against zone. Rasheed Rice has an average depth of target of four yards, 4.0 past the line of scrimmage. And that is the lowest in the entire NFL when facing zone. They love to give him that slip screen. And I'm just going to bank on Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner to make that tackle and not let him break a couple of tackles uh, because I think that's, that would be a really smart way to start the game for the Chiefs. Get a quick completion to Rasheed Rice, but I don't think it goes for 10 yards. Last week, eight catches, 46 yards, averages 5.8 yards. His long went for 11 yards. Rasheed Rice's longest reception last week or two weeks ago now went for 11 yards. Uh, guys, any thought on that play? Uh, do you like it? Do you, do you not like it? I like it in the sense that it's going to be over pretty quickly. You know, you, you would hope he gets involved <laughs> in the first drive. And so, you know what you get. I like, I like having those bets where you stage some happen on the first drive, some happen before halftime, and then some happen late in the game. So you're always having something to follow throughout the game. Yeah. I, I like it. Larry. Uh, Mike, uh, any I, opinion I on that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I lean that way for sure. Um, I think the first target for rice is very likely to be one to two yards in terms of depth of target. So uh, you know, outside of breaking multiple tackles, I, I definitely like that play. Question from the chat, Mikey, I'm coming right back to you because we haven't talked about the total much, which has been, you know, just staying there right at 47 and a half at, at most books. Uh, teaser, somebody wants to tease the Chiefs plus nine and under 54 and a half. My way to tease it would be teaser Chiefs plus the points, but I believe over uh, you know, 41 and a half would be a better teaser look. What about you? Yeah, I think I would lean the I'm way that you're leaning. Yeah. yeah, I think I would lean the way you're leaning. Uh, I would caution against it in general, uh, just teasing totals in the NFL, generally not a profitable uh, endeavor. I know that it's attractive in this particular spot because of the number on the Kansas City side. So I, I understand why people want to go that way. Um you know, I, I think that if you believe the the market is efficient enough on the total to where it is, then I would say yes, go for it. Run your standard teaser in either direction uh, on when it comes to the total. But personally, not something I'm really looking to do unless you're going to put it in a same game parlay uh, and, and get under 40 and a half to go over uh, or all the way down to 37, 36 and a half, things like that. Or if you're able to bring that fit you know, basically build through a little bit more uh, in terms of key numbers using a same game parlay versus a standard teaser. And I will say, if you're looking to tease the total, you should wait. If you want to tease it under, because it seems like, you know, most of these times the public gets in and they're going to be betting the over. So um, this this total dropped to 47 briefly. It seems like it's now 47 and a half everywhere. I think during the week, as limits go up, uh, they're looking at these two offenses, the total could rise. And so if you do want to tease it, wait till you see a 48 and a half, 49, tease it up and get a much better number. Uh, and you can get over that key number of 55. 
RJ, coming right back to you. Another question from the chat. First quarter total under nine and a half. Do you like it? I mean, these Super Bowls tend to start slow. We all know that. But the Chiefs have been so efficient on the opening drive. And both guys, I mean, their scripts are incredible when you talk about Reed and Shanahan. Yeah, it's it's. I like the under in the game anyway. That's my lean, so I would like to play this. Um, the, the typical thing is I could see the sort the 49ers not being ready for the moment with the super long uh, pregame and Purdy kind of having the jitter, have to get out the jitters and not scoring much. That's not going to be the case for Patrick Mahomes. He knows what he's doing. He's been here before time and time again. So I think that offense can come out, have success, and it's going to be the question of whether they get a touchdown on their opening drive or a field goal, determining, determining uh, how that one ends. So I might just look to play, if you're going to play the under, looking to play like the result of the first Chiefs drive uh, to be a field goal instead of a touchdown and maybe get some value that way. Mikey, first quarter, nine and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm not touching it personally. Um, if you like to lean under, I think it's fine. I, I do worry about how good both of these teams will be on opening drives uh, when you've got a lot of things scripted and so much time to have prepared for it. So something I would I typically play in season, not looking to play here. Um, I think that you're better off extending that time frame just a little bit uh, or potentially live betting it depending on who uh, wins the opening kickoff. So the concern with Kansas City obviously is uh, it's likely three or seven for their first drive. The question is, is it four minutes or nine minutes? And that, that matters. We have got two brilliant NFL minds, and I am going to throw a question at them that they're not ready for. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Okay, guys, I want to know what things you are looking at that you have not yet bet that you might be waiting on more information, maybe an injury, maybe a line move that you're going to wait on. RJ, I'll start with you. Yeah, so so we know people like to bet overs, a lot of these props. So the props that I like, the under, uh, the overs I'm trying to get in early and the unders I want to get in later. Um, so I might look to bet under on some of these quarterback rushing props if they get bet, bet up, you know, five, six yards. I think we're getting good value there with the, the Mikey special of having some kneel downs late in the game that, that could especially go against you when they're going back four or five yards instead of one or two yards. Um, so that those would be ones. And then any other unders for, for players, I think might get inflated. Maybe some Brandon Ayuk unders. I think it's going to be tough sledding for him. So I think we get some better value from him later in the week. Um, and so, you know, might be looking to play his under on receptions at a better price there. Um, probably not his yardage, but at least his receptions under. But uh, wouldn't, it, wouldn't you say Brandon Ayuk is kind of the exception uh, because it just feels like every sharp person that I've heard or watched uh, in the lead up has been saying Brandon Ayuk is in for a tough time as the number one receiver because of how good the Chiefs have been on those receivers. Um, what are we seeing on Brandon Ayuk uh, specifically in terms of that number, Mikey? And same question for you as I pose to RJ. 
Yeah, so I'm showing Brandon Ayuk at uh, 62 and a half receiving yards right now. Um, I do lean under That's on it. It's coming it is, down. It's coming it down. It's coming down a bit. Yes. Uh, one player that seems to be coming down is definitely uh, Ayuk so far. I, I agree with the move. I like to go under on some of those. Uh, as far as plays that I'm looking to potentially make that I haven't yet, uh, looking at first rushing attempt for both McCaffrey and Pacheco. Uh, over three and a half yards on both of them. I think the both running backs in this game have a decent edge overall. So I'm looking for that, just kind of a more of a for fun play. It won't be massive units or anything like that for me on it, but plays that I think have a little edge and provide a lot of fun early in the game. Uh, I think those will be fun to sweat. Uh, some of the other things I've looked at and, and haven't bet, uh, looking at big game records. Uh, so one of the, you know, looking at records that have occurred in the Super Bowl. The one that's most interesting to me is the most receiving yards by a tight end. Uh, you'd need 134 or more receiving yards. Currently priced at plus 850, but I think we have two very capable tight ends here. Uh, and Travis Kelsey, we know the volume. George Kittle, we know the upside, and we know Kansas City struggled with yards after contact. Uh, so I think you got two interesting options here. 134, very well within the range of outcomes. I think the price point's pretty friendly at plus 850. Wow. And, you know, Kelsey against this type of defense that they're going to face, which is the 49ers are going to rush for. They're going to sit back the other guys in zone. He has averaged a 30 percent target share, which is what he's gotten all playoffs. But he has averaged a 30 percent target share against that all season. And now I think that he's fresh in the playoffs with the weeks off that he's had. Um, yeah, I could only look on Kelsey overs in this game, despite how public it is. One other thing I wanted to throw out at you guys is I'd say a Pacheco because the, everyone talks about how bad the Chiefs run defense is or can be, but the 49ers run defense, seven, over 700 yards allowed in their last five games, 5.6 yards per carry. Um, you know, Hafanga being out is a factor, but there are other factors too. Uh, what are you thinking about Pacheco? Uh, and is it too late to jump in on, on his over, on his rushing yards? I'll start with you, RJ. It's not too late because it's come down. We actually gave it out uh, last week at 69 and a half, and I've seen it at 66 and a half today. So I think that's still a great number. Um, I think he's going to get at least 75 rushing yards. Um, so I'm surprised it is moving the other way uh, for the, the reasons you mentioned. So, no, I don't think it's too late at all. I think get it now. I think when the limits go up, it could get bet up a bit as people start thinking about how the course of this game could go and really starting to look at him as a player that should have a big game. Mike, uh, is it more appealing now uh, at 66 and a half? I personally think so, yes. Uh, you can find it 65 and a half minus 120 right now. I think some of it is some of the speculation around Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he was basically his practice window opened up. Uh, we got a report today that said that there was a real possibility that he could be out there. I don't know that I, I expect him to really take a ton of work from Pacheco. I think he would more likely be used in the passing game than anything. Uh, so I, I'm not banking on that. The market clearly seems to think that that's the case. Um, and, and is it worth three yards? Potentially, uh, if you could tell me that he's going to be out there for 10 plus snaps, but I, I don't really think it's a, a big deal. I think Pacheco, I think the scenario where he's landing 65 to 69 yards is actually quite low. I think he's going to land in the 30 to 40 yard range or going to be 100 plus. So uh, I personally lean to the 100 plus side. You have to be extremely encouraged. You know, Andy Reid 
has done a good job finding balance here. It's always tough to take the football out of a guy like Patrick Mahomes' hands. But when you see him have 24 rushes in that Baltimore game, that's got to be very, very encouraging, uh, really kind of regardless of the game. Yeah, and um, McKinnon possibly coming back and taking some receiving yardage uh, does apply to our next chat question, which was 86.5 for Pacheco combined. I personally would prefer the rushing number alone uh, as opposed to the combo. Uh, RJ, what about you? Yeah, I go rushing uh, on its own. I'm more like inclined to go with the receiving if I believe the quarterback was going to be looking to dump off a bunch. And I just don't get that feel with Mahomes. I think he feels like he can make any throw in this game. And, and the, he knows the moment isn't too big for him. So, you know, it, it, we saw Kelsey get 11 catches last week. I think that's going to be his go-to guy um, if he, you know, needs a, a quick option rather than to Pacheco. So I think if you're going to play that Pacheco, you're just banking on one of those receptions and breaking a long one, breaking some tackles and, and getting there. I'd rather just play the rush and hope that happens. Yeah. And uh, Jake, if we could get the recap screen up, I want each of our guys to go through our card, which is growing and growing every time we do this show. RJ, I want to start with you and your five plays. Let's hear them. I have the Chiefs money line put took it at one plus one oh eight last week. It's now plus one ten, so even better value. Also like playing it at plus two and a half if you can find that out there. Um, on the spread, I have Isaiah Pacheco, as we just mentioned, over sixty nine and a half rush yards from last week. I'm surprised that's gone down. I think it's gonna go back up. And then from today, I have 49ers team total under 24 and a half at minus 125. Brock Purdy to go under one and a half pass attempts at plus one hundred, and Kyle Juice check to go over three and a half receiving yards at minus one twenty. Mike. Yeah, I got the Kansas City plus two, uh, minus 108. You can still find that. You can find slightly better numbers in the market as well now. Uh, Look, I I have Kansas City as a minus one favorite. I I think they have a massive edge in quarterbacking, massive edge on defense, massive head coaching edge. Uh, San Francisco's got the skill position edge. Just comes down to can they make plays and tackle in open space. If they can, they probably win the game outright pretty easy pretty handily. Uh, If not, it's going to be, we need a heroic effort from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think heroic effort from Patrick Mahomes is certainly something that's in the cards. So I love the anytime touchdown on Mahomes at plus 400 still available in a few spots It's ticked down to 340 and others. Uh, Again, I have this number closer to 265. So I think there's a lot of value on this uh, at this particular spot. We know he's going to have opportunity. Uh, He hasn't taken off and run a ton, but I think that that could change a bit in this particular matchup if they're able to really clamp down on Travis Kelsey. Uh, And then added today, Christian McCaffrey, over 33 and a half receiving yards. I think this number is soft. I think it's at the low point in the market. I think it is going to go back up uh, by the time the game kicks off. McCaffrey is by far the biggest weapon in this game. The biggest individual mismatch in this game is Kansas City linebacking core trying to contain Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. (laughs) Uh, So by far the biggest mismatch in the game on either side. I expect San Francisco to exploit it, and I think McCaffrey will ultimately have at least one big play uh, because he's so good at breaking tackles. 
And I'm on the Chiefs as well. There's a defense that's held the last three teams, Tua, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all great offenses to a total of 41 points in the playoffs. Mahomes to throw the ball at least 37 times against the zone that San Francisco will play. Mahomes not to throw a pick. He's gone four straight games without even a turnover-worthy play, and we know he has six straight playoff games without a pick. Purdy to use his legs as he did last week and the week before, scrambling for over 10.5 rush yards. That number has moved. I would still play it up to 12 and a half. Debo Samuel over 57 and a half because I believe it's a Debo game, not a Brandon Ayuk game because uh, Brandon Ayuk is going to see a lot of Legereus Sneed. And then Noah Gray, we talked about, he's only dropped one pass all season. And Rasheed Rice, first reception. I love this one. It's going to be decided early. Maybe the first offensive snap of the game for KC. A quick slip screen to him. He averages four yards depth of target against the San Francisco uh, coverage that they'll most likely play, which is a zone. Guys, I really enjoyed it. We are going to do this again before kickoff. Right now, we have 15 official plays on that screen. I guarantee we'll have at least 20. Thank you all so much for joining us here today on the early edge. And we'll see you. See you, Najad. We'll see you at 10 a.m. tomorrow uh, for the early edge. Good luck.